Hey, Happy New Year to all the Enduring Churches out there. We are so glad to be with you today. I'm Alan Small, and I'm here with Trent Young. And we are looking forward to a year of 2023 where we help you and your church endure. So, Trent, I just got back from Colorado visiting my daughter. You know, I pastored in Colorado for for nearly 20 years, and uh, wintertime could always be an ordeal. There were there were some times where we went two, almost three weeks, uh, not having an in-person gathering uh, for church over weather-related issues. And I know that every time um, the weather gets a little weird, uh, we start to have the discussions. What are we going to do in the weather? And you know, I got to the the fun of experiencing um, weather issues on, on the trip to Colorado. We got caught in, in a blizzard that the day before wasn't going to be a blizzard. And by the time it got there, <laughs> it was. And it, it right. Was. So anyway, we want to talk to our pastors and church leaders today about what do you do with the weather? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we sure do. You know, and. This can be a stressful thing, and it can be um, an emotional thing. Alan and I both can tell you some stories we'll share with you here in a little bit. Uh, but, you know, making decisions on whether you have church or not, and and even when it's not a snowstorm, if it's a wind event or a tornado or just rain, you know, how do you handle all these things? Because they can add a layer of, of stress to a pastor's life. And so we're going to talk through all these things today and how how to make those decisions. Yeah, and the, you know, every weather event's a little bit different. You know, um, in Colorado, it's a lot of times snowstorms. You know, we grew up in, you and I both have experienced a lot of tornadoes um, in our mm-hmm. lives, getting ready for that. <laughs> you know, if we were in Florida, it'd be hurricanes. You know, there's there's weather events somewhere, everywhere that you've got right. to be prepared for and you've got to know um, what you're going to do. And you're going to mess up sometime. I'm just going to tell you right now, um, there are going to be times you cancel, you probably shouldn't have canceled, and there'll be times that you meet and you probably shouldn't have met. And, you know, you got to give yourself a little grace uh, before we even jump into this conversation. You're going to miss it, just like the weathermen um, miss it every now and then. <laughs> yeah, that's really true, because I've, I've done both of those, Alan, and I, you know, the times when you do cancel and then the sun's shining and it's a beautiful day, you're like, ah, you know, doggone it. We missed an opportunity. But then there are times when you should have canceled and you didn't that you're like kicking yourself. And so, but, you know, and hopefully Alan, that pastors aren't the only ones that are making this decision. Hopefully they've got some other leaders in the church that are helping them to make those decisions on whether to have church or not or how to handle things when a tornado happens in their community as well. So we'll talk through a little bit of that as well. Yeah, you know, um, I had someone in my last church who actually handled transportation for the school district. And so he was a big part of those decision-making processes for the school district. So that was a great help to me because um, both of us could get out on the roads on a Sunday morning and and make a decision if it was in the case of a snowstorm or, or something like that. And also had some rules and guidelines if you know regarding inclement weather and what we would do in case of a storm or some of those things that come up and you know even in colorado there would be sometimes we just knew that it might not wasn't going to get to a point of tornadoes but we knew that a hell storm was going to be coming mm-hmm. up or that there were going to be an opportunity that we said you know what let's um 
meet or abbreviate our meeting because we know what's coming. Yeah. Uh, and you need that. You need that other person. I always had uh, at least one of our deacons or our youth minister, we would all be out driving early on the roads and seeing what they're like. And and one thing, Alan, I, I want to throw in here because we're right now we're in the middle of winter. Um, just flat cold can be an issue for your church and things that you need to be uh, preparing for. Is there somebody that helps the pastor to make sure that there is heat on in the building when it's very cold because you don't want frozen pipes? Uh, is there somebody that will make sure that there are, you know, faucets dripping so that you don't have busted pipes? And so little things like that can make a huge difference and cost your church an enormous amount of money to be able to recover from. So just the cold can be a real problem as well. Yeah, there's so many issues when you think about all of those things. Uh, two days before Christmas, I was helping clean up uh, water in our church because our fire suppression system um, mm -hmm. broke. And so, you know, there were quite a few of us up there with wet dry vacs um, trying to get the, the big burst of water out before um, the cleanup people came to assess the damage and start doing all the mitigation that was going to have to be done. So it doesn't have to be. Um, a snowstorm, there's all kinds of things, but I know for a huge part of the country, uh, at least over the last couple of weeks, snow has been a major, uh, oh, major yeah. issue. So, you know, you don't want to make this decision alone. Maybe you have to. There are times where you're going to have to take it on the chin. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about the stories and, you know, one of my heartbreaking stories is there was a Sunday morning um this was while i was a younger pastor i was in my second church and there was some ice on the roads um it wasn't a ton it was really borderline i was trying to decide do we stay or do we go and it was about 50 50 with everyone you know everyone was like 50 50 50 50 50 50 and so i said well let's just go ahead and meet and those who can get there will get there and what i learned um in that moment is the only people who came were the people who didn't need to come. Mm -hmm. You know, it was all the people who were going, well, if they're meeting, then I'm going. And we had a patriarch in our church, um, someone that just everyone loved and looked up to. On his way to church, skid off, slid off the road, elderly man, hit a tree, um, it, and it ultimately cost him his life. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that was a, that was a hard one to swallow. Um, you know, I always encourage people don't come if it's too risky don't don't get out but when i looked around my congregation that day after what had happened i realized that all the wrong people had come and all the people who probably could have gotten out didn't and so i probably started erring more on the side of caution after that day than ever before well and the sad thing too alan is that whenever you make those decisions there's going to be people that complain either way on both sides so you can't you can't keep everyone happy and so the you can only make the decision that you can make you know and it's going you're going to make it and somebody's going to be upset with you you know if you close there'll be well well you know we could have had church and but those people that complain typically aren't the ones that show up so um, it's it's hard to make that and it's stressful for pastors as well yeah, it certainly can be. You know, it's one of those moments that, you know, in hindsight, I wish I could have changed it. Um, and mm -hmm. 
who knows? He, he might have still got out to go to the grocery store or something. I, I you know, um, some people are just they're going to go until they can go. And he was ready to he was ready to go home whenever God took him. So, you know, I, right. I, I can't think and overthink that. Um, but but still a challenging situation and not the spot I ever wanted to be in um, as mm -hmm. a pastor of a church. But there comes a time where you recognize you need to close, that you're going to have to do something because of the weather situation. So, you know, Trent, how did you go about communicating that to people? Well, and that was uh, in our the last church that I pastored. We had a number of ways that we um, worked to get the message out. And, and uh, so, first of all, it's probably the easiest one is social media. You know, putting the word out on Facebook and, and all that is going to hit a, maybe a good portion of your folks that are middle-aged. You're probably not going to catch the people that are elderly, and you're not going to catch the people that are younger than, than 25. And so that's, but, you know, find those different options. Social media is a good place to start. Uh, in Oklahoma, we had a, a local television station that, uh, most folks checked into, especially during weather events, that they would have on their screen all of those organizations, churches, schools, whatever, that were closing. And so we always communicated with them. Um, you know, we would call them and they would put it on the air immediately. And so that was really helpful. Um, then you've got radio and um, Alan, I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure you guys had a like a robocall system. I know we did at our church, and and so it was easy for me to record a, a message, and then it got sent out immediately to all of our folks. Yeah, we actually started going more to email and uh, texting. Uh, by mm -hmm. the time we were kind of done, we kind of had a process. I had a had a way of informing people. We would also do a flashing message across our website. Um, that would let people know. So really it's about taking every opportunity, every place you can communicate it, to communicate it in as many places as possible. And once we had our YouTube channel functioning too, I would oftentimes, what I started doing is sending out a link with a video message saying, hey, we want you to be safe, we love you. And so, you know, we're gonna, this is how we're gonna worship today because, you know, with the rise of, of the pandemic and everyone being online and and every church having an opportunity we can still meet even though we weren't in person and we had learned that we could do that so you know inclement weather became much easier to deal with because we knew we could still gather together and even if it was virtually um it was a whole lot better than what we used to do which was nothing so i i, I love that I love that we were able to to kind of take that as an opportunity to do that. Now, you mentioned Oklahoma, and, and it's different because a lot of times we think, well, cancellations are almost always in the winter. But, but even in Oklahoma, I remember several times canceling Sunday evening activities because we knew that a, a, a major storm system um, and a potentially dangerous storm system was going to be coming through. And so we would watch the weather. And you mentioned those news stations. Um, they get pretty mm -hmm. active. Uh, during some of those uh, <laughs> yeah. summer, uh, uh, spring and summer storm events. Yeah, you know, and like you had mentioned before, you've got wind, hail, and tornadoes that were a part of that. And, and you didn't want people um, out, even in the parking lot, 
uh, during those times. And we, you know, we had to keep an eye on that lots of times during uh, the spring and summer and even into the fall. It got to where we were having those types of storms, you know, late into the fall. And so it, it was a constant thing. You just got to be aware of what's going on. And, and you know, when it comes to communicating, you really need to have a unified message that goes out, the same message. Um, that's why I struggle with the, you know, the, you know, you call one person and then they call their Sunday school class and they call because you don't get the same message out. And so the more you can use something like text or robocall or, or just having it on TV, I think that's an important thing. Yeah, you do want to get the same message out there because some people say, oh, I thought we were having the worship service and no, and no Sunday school or, or right. something like that. Everything can get all mixed up. So, yes, you want to make sure that um, it's one person or one message. And if it can be both, that's fantastic. But make sure that your message is is certainly um, the same for everyone. Now, you know, sometimes you get advance notice. Sometimes you can make the call a day or two ahead, oftentimes for like um, supercells, you know, in the spring and summer, mm -hmm. that's not possible. But in the case of hurricanes, sometimes even blizzard type conditions, you know that they're coming. And sometimes you can go ahead and make a call early. And I, I encourage you to really think through and be prepared for those moments. Keep an eye on things so that you're going to know when is your time. There have been times I canceled Sunday service on Saturday morning mm -hmm. because I knew I knew how bad it was going to be, that there was a lot of storms coming in and then the temperature was going to drop. So nothing was going to melt and things were going to be treacherous because they weren't going to have had time to get roads plowed. And because of that, I knew on Saturday that we weren't going to meet on Sunday. It's a whole lot easier to communicate earlier. You think about hurricanes coming in. If you know one's coming your way, you know, encourage your people to be safe. That's a whole lot more mm -hmm. important than, than trying to prove that we're going to meet through all kinds of weather. Right. Well, and I, I understand there's some churches that they're like, well, nothing's going to shut us down. And that That's your own decision. Uh, but you're right. If you can communicate earlier, you're more likely to get all of your folks communicated with. Um, and, and just know what, have a set way that things happen. Uh, one of the things in our church in Oklahoma and in Colorado, both ones that I pastored there, we had a, a deal that if the school closed on Wednesday because of a storm, then we also were closed on Wednesday. And so we, we worked together with the schools because we had a lot of students coming from the schools directly to our church uh, for Wednesday night activities. And so we, we had to work together on that. And I would encourage you as a church too, um, whether you're a lay leader, pastor, whoever, in the middle of the week, consider your employees. Mm -hmm. You know, if the weather's really bad, there's not gonna be much work done. There's not gonna be people dropping in, you know, it doesn't matter if, if people are still having to go to work at 7-Eleven or wherever else people work in your community. Take the higher road and allow your people to be safe and to get to work safely. Um, on a bad weather day, you know, um, we took all the restrictions off. You know, if you can get there safely, if the school's on a two-hour delay, feel free to take a two-hour delay coming in. 
we would do mm-hmm. all those kinds of things for the safety of our employees. And I, I hope as a church, you'll consider that there's, there's no, there's no valor in forcing people to get out in bad weather in, in my mind. Yeah. And, and that shows your staff and your employees that, that, that you do care about them. You care about their safety you care about their family. And so, you know, just like you said, Alan, be able to take the high road and, and say, Hey, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that you're safe. And so, um, you know, we're talking about these weather events. And so I, I wanted to take just a little bit of time on some of all these to, to say, here are some practical things to keep in mind. And so Alan, feel free to add to these, but, but when it comes to, to snowstorms, and I know that for our Southern folks, you don't have to deal with that. <laughs> In fact, we had, we went, Alan and I went to school, went to college with a young lady from Florida who had never seen snow until she came to college. And so, uh, but some of you do have to deal with this when it comes to snowstorms. And so what are some practical things that you need to make sure happen? And if you can get a team together that that's not always the pastor doing all these things. And so one of the first things is just thinking about sidewalks. If you do have church and there's been a snowstorm either the night before or you know recently, how how are the sidewalks going to get cleared and salted down so that there's not ice? Who's going to do that? Make sure you think about those kinds of things. Um, thinking about your greeters, you know, communicating with them ahead of time. Hey, we need your help getting people in from their cars or. Uh, make sure and watch people that they're not slipping and sliding around on the sidewalks. You know, just being able to have those extra, extra eyes and extra help. And then uh, another practical thing uh, we always had to watch out for when whether it's either rain or snow is having a mop, and a, you know they're close because people are coming in. We had a lot of tile floors, and those get wet and slick, and so you just want to have those kind of folks aware too. Yeah, I think, Trent, one other thing I would say is, do you have a contract for snow removal? Mm-hmm. You know, something that we had to have in Colorado and in certain places and, and around. You may not have your own snow plow or something like that. How are you going to get your parking lot ready for people to come in? Um, you know, sometimes our snow would be around for, for days. Um, and so even if the snow wasn't super deep, but if it was going to stick around after people drive on it, it could be ice for weeks. So if we didn't get it cleared off, we were going to have a huge problem. So, you know, are you going to get that cleared off before people start driving on it a lot? Things like that. What are you going to do? You know, have that kind of contract in there. And then to remember that you are legally responsible for your sidewalks. So it's not just mm-hmm. something that's convenient. It is something that that you you are putting you're putting your church on the line if you don't do your due diligence in clearing off sidewalks because if someone slips on ice and they sue your church you're on the line for that and that one of the questions they're going to ask well did you prepare your sidewalks did you do your part and mm-hmm. if you and if you didn't your insurance company's not necessarily obligated to help you that much yeah, that's true. You're kind of on your own. They're going to say, well, you didn't do what we expected you to do and what most people would be expected to do. So, yeah, that's that's a big part of that. You know, you got to think through that, you know, the entire property, 
sometimes we get focused, we get myopic and just thinking about, okay, you know, getting in the front door. But you really do need to think about your entire property when it comes to a snowstorm or any kind of storm. Trent, did you just use myopic in a sentence this early in the I year? I did. <laughs> man, I should get a bonus, man. It's like, folks, you just heard it here. So anyway, <laughs> and that's cool. So I, let's just go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, rain, rain is probably probably more common. Um, but, you know, a lot of churches find it hard to help people through a rainy day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. And and so um, those can happen, you know, for the entire country. And so thinking about just what when it's just wet outside, how are you going to deal with that? Um, we always had extra greeters at our doors and available going out with umbrellas, helping people get out of their cars and trying to keep them dry, um, helping get kids in and and dry it off so they could go to classes. And so those are big things, you know, and again, having that mop to dry, dry water up on your floors. You don't want people sliding around or slipping and falling inside the building either. Yeah. You know, when you think about rain, a lot of churches too have multiple buildings. So there may be, they may not be covered or sometimes the rain's not coming straight down. It's coming in at an mm. angle. So even if right. you haven't covered you, uh, you're you're still getting wet. So, what are you doing just to take care and be thoughtful, you know, of your people and uh, make sure that they're not slipping and sliding and and um, going to come into your church and get hurt um, from falling. And the older I get, the more real I realize, uh, you know, that person could be me. So, yeah. So yeah, you know, take take care of those things. Now, Trent, tornadoes. You you and I grown up in Tornado Alley. I still remember you, you, when you and I were in college, there was a week where there were so many tornadoes around Plainview, Texas, that every day was almost like shock. And I remember you worked at a Jeebo's mm -hmm. and a tornado right across the street did some freakishly weird things um, to, to, um, to some uh, farm, farm equipment. And, uh, you know, they're, they're powerful things. How do you prepare yeah. for that? Yeah, you, you definitely don't want to, uh, you know, I was stupid when I when we were in college, Alan. I remember us going to the top of the science building and watching the tornadoes instead of being down in the shelter. So uh, not known for my brights, you know, my smarts. So, but when it comes to tornadoes in our churches, there are some things that you need to be thinking ahead of, you know, does your church have a designated space, a designated shelter that people are supposed to go to in case of a tornado, because they can they can come quickly, uh, and sometimes you don't have the chance to send people home. You know, hopefully you know ahead of time, and you can do that. But if if it springs up quickly, where are you going to take those kids? Where are you going to take those folks to keep them safe in your building? And so you need, if you've got a, a storm shelter, wonderful. That's so good. Make sure everyone knows where it is. Make sure all your teachers know how to get people there. Um, if it's a just finding an interior um, place that is protected, don't, you don't have windows or whatever, just make sure people know where that is and, and have signs around. And, and even in your bulletin once in a while, say, hey, in case 
of a storm, this is where you should go. Be able to communicate that. Yeah, there's some other things too, like, um, you know, we've got all these things with tornadoes. There's other events, you know, we mentioned hurricanes. They're kind of their own animal. And you and I have not pastored a church in that time, but I know that they could probably give us some insight. Uh, anyone who's lived through that on, on things that they wish they had done differently or would do, but certainly be on top of those type of situations. I know churches have dealt with things like flooding and flash flooding as well, things that can happen just in the blink of an eye. Uh, so, mm -hmm. you know, there's all kinds of weather events and the more prepared we can be, the better off we can be. We don't talk about this. This is not something I remember having a single discussion about before I was thrown right into the middle of it. <laughs> You're right. I, I can tell you there was no seminary class about this and how to deal with all those things. So so that's why we want to talk about these things and, and things you don't think about. Like our church in Oklahoma, we had some doors that it never failed that the wind just whipped between our buildings on our campus. And so we had to have, you know, we had to have men standing there holding the doors and making sure that the right door was unlocked and the other door was locked so that it didn't get caught by the wind and you know little things like that can hurt someone or cause damage to your building yes yes and so there's so much that can go on with weather we don't get to control it, it um, so we have to learn to live with it and sometimes the weather can be pretty pretty rough on us uh, so anyway make sure your building's in good shape you know we talk a lot about first impressions but We've also talked a lot about deferred maintenance. Don't defer your maintenance. Pay attention to those things because weather will expose your 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 maintenance issues. Extreme heat will expose your air conditioning. Extreme mm -hmm. cold will expose your pipes. There's just so much that can happen with weather in regards to how we're taking stewardship of what God has blessed us with. Yeah, and so you you told the story uh, earlier about the the decision that you had to make because of a snowstorm, and and I wanted to share, you know, one of the first Christmases that we were at our church in Oklahoma, and uh, you talked about it will expose your your maintenance. We were getting ready to drive to East Texas to go spend Christmas with my family, and we come by the church and the wind and a snowstorm has blown off part of the roof and one of our buildings. And so the deacons are there and we ended up canceling our trip uh, for Christmas because we need to be there to help clean up. And it was partly because our roof had not been taken care of and the wind was easily was able to blow off part of the roof. And so those things can happen. Um, it, you know, they call them acts of God. It, we live in a world where the weather can can happen very quickly, as you said, and it can affect lots of things. So that's kind of the reason we wanted to have this discussion today. And I, I think, Alan, you know, the keys to this is planning ahead and communication. Those two things can make a huge difference and help you to come out a whole lot better on these issues. So anyway, we hope that your 2023 is starting off with great weather. Um, but if it's not, hopefully this will help you out. And so thanks for joining us today because just even little things about how we ha handle weather situations will help you and your church endure. We look forward to catching you next week on the Enduring Churches podcast.